So I just want to bring a word um, just concerning what I have in my heart for next year. So who, who wants to hear about that? Okay, so, <laughs> so the first thing is that I want to say is we look to what God says to us and we go with that. Just because God said something to us that it's going to be a certain way doesn't mean that the world is not going to have issues. So the world having issues doesn't mean God's word isn't true. The world having issues is just the backdrop in front of which the miracles will happen. Okay? So if there's darkness, the light shines bright. Okay? So don't worry about what you see going on in the world. Right? So... If everyone, um, there's, there's a brand new uh, fear running around for the whole COVID thing. And uh, there's obviously, there's a second thing going on and so on. Uh, I just want to say in Jesus' name that by the wounds of Jesus we are healed. So be anxious for nothing. Okay? We just read it in Matthew chapter 6. Uh, do not be anxious. So, uh, I believe that when we open our hearts for the kingdom, for the Holy Spirit, for the things that God is saying, and we receive that and we go with what God is saying, even though it may look like storms around us, um, it will turn out for our good. All right? So, even the year that's passed, we saw amazing miracles of provision. We saw amazing things where God came through for many people. Um, where things looked bleak, where, where businesses could have closed, they just went higher. Okay, it just went better. So, uh, so I believe there's grace that God gives um, to His people to, uh, for kingdom purposes. All right? So the kingdom of God is God's authority being exercised on the earth. Now, when things happen on the earth... Uh, when, when things are imminent that, that God is doing, then obviously uh, some will try to stop it. So even though there are principalities and forces and all kinds of things and, and spirits going on, um, we don't look to that. We're not conscious of that because it's all uh, disarmed. It's all conquered. It's all completely destroyed at the cross. So the only thing darkness has is to influence people through lies. Thoughts, ideas, teachings, doctrines, uh, plans and things that are lies. And when people lie, when they speak lies and they influence others, then that influence and that authority can be extended or expanded. But when people's hearts are open to the influence of the Holy Spirit and to the authority of God, then God's kingdom expands. Okay? So this is the word that God gave me for uh, 2021. It's just ex great expansion. Great expansion. And I think, firstly, it's just going to be a kingdom thing. Because the kingdom of God is ever-expanding, it's ever-increasing. The kingdom of God must increase. Now, if the kingdom of God increases and the kingdom of God is inside of us, then everything in our lives must increase, not decrease. 
So if things are decreasing, we need to check what is influencing our hearts. Okay? Are we being influenced by fear? Or are we saturated with the love of Jesus? Are we influenced by the power of the Holy Spirit? Or are we influenced with whatever situation is running around around us? Okay? So we need to just, uh, how can I say, refocus and get our attention back from all that will distract to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So if there's any situation that doesn't look like the outcome that God said, uh, it's going to change, it's going to have to change, and it's going to change through faith. So sorry for everyone who doesn't want to live by faith. Here it comes, whether you like it or not, you're going to have to believe. <laughs> if you want to change things in the world, if you want to change things around, you're going to have to believe God. You're going to have to believe the Word. And it's not a hard thing. Not believing is much harder than believing. If you have to do everything yourself, it's a much heavier burden to carry than to believe and see God do it. The big thing is we want to hold on to the illusion of control. You are not in control anyway. So when you surrender yourself to Jesus, he puts you in control over creation. So the only way that you're going to have control over things happening on this earth is when you surrender your control to Jesus. If you surrender your, your sphere of influence, your, your words, your thoughts, your deeds, your everything to him, What's he going to do? He's going to live in you and he's going to live through you. And what happens when he lives in you and through you is his kingdom expands. All right? So uh, I can see many things in my life that's, uh, that's ready for kingdom expansion. <laughs> All right? So um, there's many areas that I can identify where the kingdom of God can do a wonderful work. All right. So I just want to read a few scriptures just to get our... our our hearts and our minds together on this thing. So Psalm 119, just a few scriptures speaking of increase and expansion and things like that. So, uh, so Psalm 119, okay, it says, verse 32, I'm reading King James. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Okay. If there's a hunger in our heart for the word, his commandments in this context is it's also called the word, okay, in Psalm 119. This is, it's a chapter that's really about the word and what the word does in our lives. Okay, so the word is a lamp unto our feet and light unto our path, okay? So what I want to say is when our hearts enlarge, when there's space created, to receive from God, when there's space created in our hearts. So the first place that needs to expand, the first place that needs to enlarge is your heart. The first place is in your heart, you, you need to realize, Lord Jesus, I don't have everything figured out. Lord, uh, I'm not in control as I thought I was. So here I am, Lord. I'm hungry for what you have to, to give. I'm hungry for the bread of life. I'm hungry for the waters of the Spirit. I'm hungry for the work of God, for the Word of God, for the Spirit of God. I'm hungry to worship you, Lord. 
I open my heart. I expand my heart. I open the space inside me to receive from you. Making room for the anointing. Making room for the word of God. All right? So, uh, first place where we need to expand is, is in the heart. So, when your heart opens up and there's a greater reception of the word. With other words, you incline your ear. If you incline your ear, what the word says will take root and bear fruit in your life. All right? Okay, so we want revival. We want the kingdom of God to touch everything in our lives. We want the revival fire of God to burn where? In our hearts. So that means our hearts need to open up for the word of God. Uh, Jeremiah says, I think it's 23, uh, verse 29, around about, someone can maybe check me out. Uh, it says, is not my word a fire that burns away the chaff and the stuff? Is not my word a hammer that breaks all the resistance? Okay, so is not my word a fire? So I want revival fire. I want that fire burning in my heart. How is that going to work? My heart needs to be filled with the word. How is that going to happen? Inclining your ear. Okay, so let's just quickly jump to... Isaiah 54. Isaiah 55, sorry. We're going to get to Isaiah 54 a bit later. He says, Wait and listen, everyone who is thirsty. Come to the waters. He who has no money, come to buy and eat. Yes, come buy priceless spiritual wine and milk without money and without price, simply for the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. So there's the, the... Room in the heart being opened up. It's a surrender. It's an acceptance of what God wants to give. A, re- a reception. Okay? Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your earnings for that which does not satisfy? Hearken diligently to me. Listen diligently to me. And eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself in fatness, the profuseness of spiritual joy okay so what happens when you when you are satisfied with a word that comes in when you hearken diligently when you delight your, you delight yourself in the fatness of the anointing okay so joy comes okay it says incline your ear submit and consent to the divine will come to me and hear and your soul will revive okay Incline your ear, submit to the divine will, come to me and hear and your soul will revive. Okay, you want life? Okay, do you want life in your finances? Everyone says a big amen. <laughs> okay, do you, want, do you want life in your relationships? Do you want life in uh, your, your job and in everything that you're doing? And maybe, you know, life in the in your car's tires that need to be replaced or life in whatever in your body in your joints in your mind in your shoes whatever life in everything okay so life coming to you means revive so how will you be revived when the you incline your ear in the so this inclining your ear thing take it so Literally, just this word, wait and listen, everyone who is thirsty, come to the waters. If he, if he says do it, just take it in the simplest possible form. Hear it, and okay, now it's like this. He said, I need to hear it, and that's how it is, now it's like that. If, he, if the word, for instance, say, says, uh, 
They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. You need nothing more than that to see people recover. How are you going to see people recover? Lay your hands on them. Why? Because the word says they will lay their hands on the sick and they recover. Why don't people see them recover? Why why do people not see the miracle happening? They're not inclining their ear. Okay? For those who are watching, we just had a very eloquent solution to a technical problem. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay? So, all right, so... Inclining your ear brings the breakthrough. Inclining your ear is faith. It brings the thing in the unseen into your reality where you can experience it. Okay? So you can experience it. uh, Your your situation changes. The thing manifests and it it changes and is never the same again. All right? Okay, don't worry. Sit on my off. It's my dieting when it block my duct tape of it. Right. It's, the, it's the HDMI splitter box, don't worry. Okay. Right, so when you incline your ear, what happens? The word comes into your heart. What happens? The fire comes. The revival comes. Whatever God wants to give to you, He's going to give to you through a word coming to you. You're going to receive it if you incline your ear. So quiet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are you hearing? All right. So that, Prophet William Undi says this, the the car is first going to come to your ear before it's going to come to your garage. (laughs) That's why prophetic words can be so powerful if you just believe it. (laughs) Okay, but test it also. Okay, so, all right. So listen and your soul will revive. All right. Now, God wants to increase the influence that kingdom people has in the earth. So if your heart is surrendered to the kingdom, God will increase your space. God will enlarge your border. God will open up for you room so that you can have more influence. So, people look at me like I'm from space. God wants to increase your sphere of influence. If you incline your ear, listen to what His Word is saying. And let the Holy Spirit move you and bring you in the function that He has for you. He's going to increase your influence. He's going to open up doors and He's going to give you somewhere where you can where the kingdom influence can be exerted through your life. So the more the kingdom is shining through you, the greater will be your influence, the more there will be open doors or platforms for you to minister on, okay, to have influence. And it can be in any area. It doesn't have to be a church. It can be wherever. Whatever you are doing, it can be there. But God wants to increase your life. God wants to increase everything about you because that catches people's attention. And then they can see what God is doing in you and for you. Okay. It's a testimony to His goodness. All right. So I want you to, to just go to First Chronicles chapter 4. It's just this 
one uh, random uh, prayer in this piece of scripture. It's very popular. It's very uh, well known. But now listen to, to this. I'm going to read verse 9. It's the prayer of Jabez. Okay, Jabez was honorable above his brothers, but his mother named him Jabez, which means sorrow maker, saying, because I bore him in pain. Okay? So, ladies, give your children good names, please. Okay. Verse 10. Jabez cried to the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me. And you would keep me from evil so it might not hurt me. And God granted his request. And then he goes on with other stuff. It's just this little prayer that pops in here. Okay, I'm going to read it again. Because this is so important for us to to get. And this is a prayer that you can pray for the, the coming year. And God wants you involved. Okay, God doesn't just do stuff. He does it through you. He uses people. He's going to use you. All right. So he says, Jabez cried to the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and you would keep me from evil so that it might not hurt me. And God, God granted his request. Okay. Even though his mother called him Sorrow Maker. How's that? What's your name? Sorrow Maker. <laughs> okay. So doesn't matter where you're from. Whatever your background is, doesn't matter which side of the train tracks you come from, doesn't matter whatever happened in your life, you can pray this prayer and God will hear your request and grant your request. Okay? So, uh, God wants, He delights in doing this. He says, you would bless me to enlarge my border, that your hand might be with me, you would keep me from evil so that it might not hurt me. What a prayer. Okay, so God wants to enlarge your borders. All right. Okay. So, Isaiah chapter 9. Are you still with me? All right. So, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says the following. For to us a child is born. Okay, we just went through Christmas. So, you must have heard all kinds of things about the child that was born okay for us to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder that kind of sounds like a kingdom and his name shall be wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father of eternity prince of peace and of the increase of his government and of peace shall be no end okay just listen to to me just can i have your attention if something has no end it's wonderful but if something has no end to its increase it's something else (laughs) so it's forever accelerating or it's forever expanding it's forever growing it's forever getting bigger of the increase of god's uh, kingdom he's of the government of Jesus and his peace there shall be no end so his kingdom must expand his kingdom must increase how will it increase 
Incline your ear. Be expanded in your heart to receive. Okay? Hear and do. Say what God is saying. Don't worry about my boy. He's just there. Okay. Right? So, so of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. All right. So, let's just, just jump to Isaiah 54. He says, Sing, O barren one, you who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who did not travail with child. For the spiritual children of the desolate one will be more than the children of the married wife, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. <laughs> Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitation be stretched out. Spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. So here comes a word. God says, you strengthen your stakes. You lengthen your cords. God says, uh, enlarge the place of your tent. Let the curtains of your habitation be stretched out. So he says, what is he saying? Make room. All right? So expand. So make ready for expansion. So what area do you need to lengthen the cords? What area do you need to? You will know in your heart. Okay, but he says, spare not. So it's not a time to be afraid about how we're going to do this. But he says, spare not, lengthen the cord, strengthen the stakes, and, and enlarge the thing. He says, uh, for you will spread abroad to the right hand and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. So what is a desolate city? Well, it's a city without God in it. Right, so the kingdom. He says, "Ask for me, or ask from me the nations for your inheritance." Okay, so we need to influence more places. The desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not; you shall not be ashamed, neither be confounded and depressed. For you shall not be put to shame. For you shall forget the shame of your youth, and you shall not seriously remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore for your maker is your husband the lord of hosts is his name the holy one of israel is your redeemer the god of the whole earth he is called all right so the the kingdom of god is ever increasing of the increase of his kingdom there is no end but the kingdom of god is also inside you all right? Jesus said, uh, Luke 19, he said, don't, if, if someone says, there it is, don't run after it, or there it is, or here, he says, for the kingdom of God will be inside you. Yeah. Romans 14, that we also sang about, the, the kingdom is righteousness, peace, Join the Holy Spirit, okay? Join the Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter 6, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be added. So the kingdom of God is inside you. So what is inside you? It's the authority, the power, the presence of the Holy Spirit, okay? It's His influence. It's His power. It's His way of living. It's His way of expressing. It's His way. So I've been crucified. It's not I that live. Christ lives. So it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. So what's the glory? It's an expression of the kingdom. The glory is the expression of the kingdom. So the glory must increase. 
the kingdom must increase. So what's the glory? It's the signs, the wonders, and the miracles. But also financial prosperity. What's the glory? Well, it's whatever you can't do that he does in you and through you. All right. So God is about to increase your life. I take this for our ministry. God is about to increase our ministry in 2021 like you can't believe. We're going to stretch out to the right and to the left. We're going to increase. We're going to influence much more. Man, we're going to... I don't even think we're going to break down walls. Why not buy a building and make it bigger and go for it, you know? So we trust God that we can, that we can in 2021, buy a big building so that we can have revival in it, man. We can have a proper address for revival. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've, I haven't heard of a revival in a shopping center, so let's get a proper address for, <laughs> for a revival. <laughs> All right. So great expansion, which means influence in different areas. Uh, we're going to... We're going to do more. We're going to influence more. We're going to reach more people. We're going to be able to do more. All right? So there's going to be great growth. And I'm taking this for, for our ministry. So you can take it for your life. Uh, everyone connected with this ministry, I believe this is the word that God wants to share with us, specifically with us. But wherever you are, you can take it because it's the kingdom and the kingdom is forever increasing. Okay? You can take it... January last year, you can take it December next year, whenever you want, God wants to increase you, all right? But this is something that God is specifically doing with us, through us, for us right now. God is breaking us through in expansion. So we're going to see great expansion in the next time, all right? So Daniel chapter 2, let's just keep on expanding. <laughs> all right, I, now remember there's this... Uh, this dream that the, the king had and there was this big statue, you know, with a golden head and, you know, what was it? A silver and then brass and then uh, clay and so on. And then, uh, so Daniel had to come and lay out the dream. And he told him the dream and he told him the interpretation. And gold was his kingdom and it was different kingdoms coming after him. And so I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but he says here in verse uh, 34, says, As you looked, a stone was cut out without human hands, which smote the image, that's the statue, on its feet of iron and baked clay of the potter and broke them into pieces. Okay, so here comes a stone cut out without hands. And it's coming down and it's breaking this thing to pieces. All right? Then the iron, the baked clay of the potter, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were broken and crushed together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them could be found. So this is what God said even back then, as all these other kingdoms ruling the world will be removed and destroyed, not a trace of them will be found. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain or a rock and filled the whole earth. All right? So what is that stone? Okay? 
Just as you saw the stone, verse 45, was cut out of the mountain without hands, that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, the gold, the great God has made known the, uh, to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. The dream is certain and the interpretation is sure. Okay, so what is this stone? Is the kingdom of God that came and smashed all these other kingdoms to chaff and it was blown away by the wind until nothing, not a trace of it was found. Okay, so God, he already established his kingdom. Okay, bless you my boy. <laughs> okay, God already established his kingdom. His kingdom is already on this earth. It's not, it's, it's not yet fully uh, it's not yet fully expressed. It's not fully manifested yet. But it's, it already came. It was already announced at the birth of Jesus. It was already made in effect and, and settled when Jesus was crucified. The old stuff was removed. And when the, the Holy Spirit was poured out and, uh, and with, until the burning down of Jerusalem, the old was removed and the new was established. The new is the kingdom of God. The kingdom is an ever-increasing kingdom. All right. All right, so 1 Peter chapter 2 says the following. All right. It says, verse 1, So be done with every trace of wickedness, depravity, malignity, and all deceit and insincerity. And grudges and slander and evil speaking of every kind. Like newborn babies, you should crave and thirst, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk, that by it you may be nurtured and grow into completed salvation. So he's speaking about the word, the gospel. All right, verse 3. Since you have already tasted the goodness and kindness of the Lord, come to him then, to that living stone. So who is the stone? It's Jesus and his kingdom. Okay. To that living stone which men tried and threw away, but which is chosen and precious in God's sight. Come and like living stones be yourselves, be built into a spiritual house for a holy, dedicated, consecrated priesthood to offer up those spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. For thus it stands in Scripture, Behold, I'm... Laying in Zion a chosen, honored, precious chief cornerstone, and he who believes in him shall never be put to shame or be disappointed. To you then who believe is the preciousness, but for those who disbelieve it is true. The very stone which the builders rejected has become the main cornerstone and a stone that will cause stumbling and a rock that will give men offense they will stumble because they disobey and disbelieve God's word as those who reject him were destined and appointed to do but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a dedicated nation God's own purchase special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so you see there for those who believe, those who receive the word, who enlarge their hearts to receive the word, to them is the preciousness. To them comes the kingdom on the inside. And they will be used by God to speak the word, to, to 
bring forth the marvelous deeds, the wonderful deeds, display the virtues, perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. God wants to display his kingdom inside you. He will do so as you open your heart to receive the word, as you incline your ear. All right? So we need to listen and pay attention to what the Spirit is saying like never before. Okay? So it's like Hebrews 2 says, Since all these things are true, let us pay much closer attention to the truths that we have heard, lest it slip by us and pass away. I'm going to pass the cash boom away. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so, do, 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 are you, am I coming through? Are you hearing what I'm, what I'm saying? Okay, all right. So, Matthew, I'm just going to refer to it. Matthew chapter 5 says, you are a city set on a hill. You are the light of the world, a city set on a hill. It cannot be hidden. So what's that hill? Hebrews 12 says, you have not come to the mountain that can be touched with hands, that is ablaze with fire. Where Moses cried out, I'm terrified. But you have come to Mount Zion. To the city of the firstborn. To angels in festal gathering. You have come to uh, the New Testament. The city of God. The mountain of God, Zion. It's a spiritual mountain. Okay. So, Hebrews 12 says at the end of Hebrews 12. Okay, so First Peter 2 says, uh, be built into a holy habitation like living stones be built. So what does a lot of stones make? A mountain. <laughs> what does a lot of homes make? A city. So you're a city, but you're a mountain. Okay, your God's holy habitation. Where were we going? Hebrews chapter 12. Just listen to this. Now, I just want to connect this with a mountain. It says here, Now this expression, verse 27, yet once more indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken. Okay, remember the rock that was cut out of the mountain and came and it smashed the, the statue until nothing was left. Okay, so something was removed and something else was established. What was established? The kingdom. And it grew and grew and filled the whole earth. Alright, so he says yet once more indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken. That is of that which can be created in order that what cannot be shaken may remain and continue. Now it's describing what cannot be shaken. Let us therefore receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken. Offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. All right. Luke chapter 12. 
Verse 32. Do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear, little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is the father's good pleasure to give you this kingdom that is established on this earth that's growing, expanding, and filling the whole earth. This kingdom is inside you. Okay. So, how do you get it? Well, first, the Father, it's his delight to give it to you. Secondly, Hebrews 12, we receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us have grace by which we can serve God acceptably. Okay, so we receive the kingdom. We receive it by receiving his word in our hearts by inclining the ear. Okay, the kingdom is nothing more than God's authority being exercised inside you. I can't even wegloop from his karma. I forget it. I must still stand as a skill. Okay, so you need to learn how to receive grace. You need to learn how to receive the power of God in any situation so that the kingdom of God can be displayed and manifest it, and change the reality in your, in your situation. All right? So the, it is the pleasure of God to give it to you. If it's His pleasure to give it to you, it must be our pleasure to receive it from Him. Okay? So we receive the kingdom of God. We don't, we don't build the kingdom. Jesus builds the kingdom. We receive the kingdom, and we preach the gospel of the kingdom. And when we preach the gospel of the kingdom, Jesus builds his kingdom by adding another one into the kingdom when he, puts, when he gives that person the kingdom into his heart. He receives the word. Into his heart, he receives the word. Into his heart, he receives the word. So the more people we reach, the more the kingdom is expanding. All right. But everything in our lives is also expanding if the kingdom of God is, uh, is expressed in it. Okay, this is something I want to place emphasis on. Uh, God wants to increase and expand your life. Okay. In some kind of way. Not necessarily more children. Please, God, not more. Um, but in whatever, God wants to bless you. God wants to increase your influence. God wants to expand your life. All right. When Jesus came on the scene, Matthew chapter 3 and Matthew chapter 4, he preached something. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Before Jesus did that, John the Baptist came and he said, he preached, he said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Okay? Close by. And then in, in Matthew 10, Luke 10, Jesus sent out the disciples. He said, preach the gospel of the kingdom, saying, repent for the kingdom is at hand. And then he said, cure the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. You know? <laughs> You know, as a matter of course, you know, as you see someone, you know, just raise them. Okay? So that's the kingdom. So you, you see there, first, it's the, the last prophet of the Old Testament 
declaring it's time for the kingdom. Then it's the king of the kingdom declaring it's the time for the kingdom. And then it's the ones that he appointed in his authority declaring the kingdom. Okay. And it, it started with one crying as a voice in the wilderness. Then the one came that he cried about, that he spoke about. This is the one. He said, behold the Lamb of God that comes to take away the son of the world. There he is. And he said, now, you know, I'm here for a while, but now it's 12. Okay, and one was the devil, then another one was Addis. <laughs> and then... So, and then it became 3,000 just after Pentecost. And then another, how many thousand were added? And soon it just spread like wildfire. Kingdom. Holy Ghost, revival, kingdom. Same thing. All right? So repent, for the kingdom is at hand. Okay, Luke chapter 19. Last scripture, then we're done. And I want you to, to just see something here. I hope it's in Luke chapter 19. Yes, it is. Okay. I'm just going to read this story to you, and I want to, to um, pick out certain things that I want to lay emphasis on. Jesus entered into Jericho and was passing through it, and there was a man called Zacchaeus, a chief tax collector, and he was rich. So, you know, the tax collectors were called sinners in those days. Okay? So they were not very popular. Okay. And he was trying to see Jesus which one he was, but he could not on account of the crowd because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass that way. Okay? And when Jesus reached the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received and welcomed him, welcomed him joyfully. So what did he do? He made room. He opened up and he received him, welcomed him joyfully. And when the people saw it, they all muttered among themselves and indignantly complained, he's gone into uh, to be a guest and to lodge with a man who is devoted to sin and preeminently a sinner. So then Zacchaeus stood up and solemnly declared to the Lord, See, Lord, half of my goods I now give by way of restoration to the poor. And if I've cheated anyone out of anything, I now restore four times as much. Okay. That's a pretty bold statement for a rich man that became rich through cheating. <laughs> okay. So he wasn't afraid to lose anything because he saw something of greater worth. Okay. And Jesus said to him, today... Is salvation come to all the members of this household since Zacchaeus too is a real spiritual son of Abraham? Okay, so what happened? Jesus proclaimed, repent, the kingdom is at hand. Repent, the kingdom is at hand. Here comes the king of the kingdom and he comes into Zacchaeus' house and he just immediately repents. Okay, so he received Jesus and immediately repented. Okay, repented saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to live differently now, all right? So, now I want to place emphasis. I read everything just to, just to read this. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Okay, mostly this scripture is quoted, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. It doesn't say it. It says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save 
that which was lost. Now as they were listening to these things, he proceeded to tell a parable because he was approaching Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God was going to be brought to light and shown forth immediately. Okay. Therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went to a distant country to obtain for himself a kingdom. and then to... So now he starts talking about the kingdom. So what is the thing that was lost? The kingdom. Okay. God created Adam in the beginning. And what was the first command that he gave to him? Subdue and reign. Rule over this creation. So God's plan in the beginning, in the garden, with Adam was the kingdom, to give him the kingdom. Okay, so what did he do? He lost his authority by submitting himself to the devil. So he became subject to a different kingdom. Okay, are you following me? So Adam subjected himself to darkness. He, became, he came under the kingdom of darkness. So he has transferred us out of darkness into his marvelous light, into the kingdom of his dear son, Colossians 1. All right. So the kingdom was lost. So Jesus came to get back the kingdom. All right. Repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Here comes Jesus, the last Adam, the second man. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, he comes to Zacchaeus' house. He says to Zacchaeus, I must stay with you. Zacchaeus immediately restores everyone that he ever cheated. Okay, he repented because he saw the kingdom of heaven right in front of him. Jesus said, the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Okay, God wants to restore man's authority. God wants to restore to you that which was lost. God wants to restore to you everything that you lost through the working of darkness. Okay. Remember the song, um, and, and I also uh, spoke about it last week. I'll just, just mention it now. Joel chapter 2, where he says, I will uh, restore to you the years that the canker worm and the palm worm has, has eaten away. Okay. God wants to restore to you your life. God wants to restore to you that which you lost, everything that was destroyed. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy it. Jesus came that he might bring life. He came to restore the life, to bring the kingdom back to his people. Okay, so how do we get the kingdom? We hear and we believe. We open our hearts. We expand. We make room for it. We receive the kingdom by faith. We receive the word. The kingdom of God shall be in you. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Receive the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom comes into our hearts. The kingdom is inside us. We receive the Holy Spirit. Now the expression is going to be the expansion of the kingdom. God wants to use you. He wants to expand your life. He wants to expand everything around you. And he wants to use you to show forth the kingdom of God to, the, to this world. All right. Amen. All right. Okay. Bit of a mission today to get through. All right. So 
So uh, <laughs> I hope you got the word. So this is a word that I speak over 2021. God wants to increase you. God wants to expand your life. God wants you to operate in the kingdom, be surrendered to the kingdom of God, the authority of God. And he wants to bless you in every possible area of your life. He, he wants to restore to you the kingdom that was lost through, through the, the working of darkness. God wants to bless you in everything that you do. All right. Amen. I just want to pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your grace. I just declare these words over this next year, Lord. I just pray that in the next year we will see expansion and increase in kingdom in all areas of life. We thank you, Lord Jesus, your righteousness and peace and joy in our lives. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for all the authority of Christ, the signs, the wonders, and the miracles. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that our lives will reflect the kingdom of God in this time, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, in this, in, in this next year we will see the glory, the fire, the life, the revival, the power of God in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. So be blessed. Receive the kingdom of God. Receive more and more. Receive the authority of Christ. Receive everything that you can receive. And be blessed and go uh, rule and reign in life in Christ Jesus.